0: Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to the last episode of Season 2 of Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel. Yeah, I have been pretty bad about uh, maintaining the weekly schedule maybe the last month. There was just a random two-week break. There was randomly no episode last week. Um, Yeah, or was there? I don't even remember. Anyways, (laughs) I have not been very organized with um, this tail end of season two. Um, I probably should have wrapped season two like I did last year in October. Um, I wanted to keep it going, but then I realized, like, I just started taking a break (laughs) naturally. Um, So, yeah, this will be the last episode of season two. I might release like I did last year, like a couple little bonus messages for the holidays and little things. And I might release some meditations. That's what I did last year. And I'm thinking I'll launch around springtime once again. So I'm thinking late March. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited to be taking this winter holiday off. I have a couple things to just chat about really quickly. Um, before, yeah, it was our last episode. Yeah, actually, I wasn't planning on chatting about this, but I got my Spotify wrapped um, last week or so, and I posted some of those stats on Instagram, and that was really, really fun. Let me pull them up. I would love to share. Um, so yeah, this year, I've done 63 episodes. Uh, it's been listened to in 29 countries. It's over 3,000 minutes worth of content in the last year. Um, I'm in the top 20% most followed podcasts, which, um, yeah, it's cool. Like, that's more than half of the podcasts, right? Um, I'm a top 10 podcast for 95 fans, um, which, by the way, is a lot. (laughs) I mean, I know, like, really big podcasts that I follow – it's like way more. Um, But 95 people, that's a lot of people. And I know that that's not just friends, which is crazy (laughs) So I don't have 95 friends. So that's cool. Um, You're a top uh, five podcast for 49 fans. Again, I don't have 49 friends, (laughs) so that's really cool. And I'm the top number one podcast for 10 fans. So that's really cool. I don't know any of these people because no one has tagged me in anything or like uh, shared that they were one of the people, but I would love to know who you are. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so cool and, and also so weird to me that <laughs> you would want to listen um, that much, but I, you have a good taste. <laughs> um, let's see. My podcast was in the top 10% most shared globally, which is cool, but I also wonder how much of that was me sharing (laughs) Um, because I share it every week. Like, you know, I use the share link like maybe across three different stories every week. So (laughs) I don't know how much of the sharing is actually other people, but I don't know. Uh, Still very, very cool. Um, And it just made me reflect on when I started. The podcast in 2021 in January. It started off as meditations. And then I was like, it would be cool to do interviews. <laughs> and so I just kind of started doing interviews. And then yeah, it kind of jumped off from there. And there's solo episodes, but all of the interviews, I mean, <laughs> I'm like toot toot, but I think all of the interviews are so good. I've talked to people who it like blows my mind that I get to talk to. Um, and it blows my mind that I can connect with people that I wouldn't otherwise connect with. I think it's really cool to have vulnerable conversations um, and educational conversations and be able to share that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's such a blessing and such a gift. Um, yeah. And I, I literally started it as a whim. Someone reached out to me um, this week and said, Hey how like what was your launch for your podcast like and I was like, I didn't launch it. I just did it. <laughs> Maybe it would have been more effective to have like a marketing strategy or whatever, but yeah, I just did it. <laughs> um, so it's kind of cool to know that something that I did kind of on a whim is like did, did something <laughs> um so yeah, I'm really really grateful. I'm really grateful for you for listening um. Yeah, it just means so much to me. So, so much. Um, Yeah. Oh, before we begin, I would love to tell you that um, the next new moon circle is actually not so much new moon as it is um, solstice circle. That's on December 20th at 5 p.m. 5, sorry, 5 p.m. Mountain Time or 7 p.m. Eastern time, and that's through Blooming Wild. Um, The lowest membership tier is only $3 a month. It's through Ko-Fi, which is like Patreon, except they take less money, (laughs) Um, which is why we can have the tiers be a little bit lower. Um, And with the $3 membership, you get um, tarot readings, guided meditations, uh, a Discord server, and access to the new moon circle, or in this case, the solstice circle. And they're really fun. Um, and there's it's a small group, which is really nice, so it feels uh, really intimate, and people are pretty vulnerable, and it's just really fun. Um, yeah, at least I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about the holidays, first of all. So I'm going to chat about the holidays and, like, boundaries and such. I also want to check in about diet stuff and the holidays. Um, I want to talk a little bit about community, and I think that will put me at the time I have allotted for this. So boundaries with the holidays. Oh my goodness. I will share that I typically get pretty overwhelmed this time of year, and I was trying to explain this to someone. It's not like I don't want to be doing the things that I'm doing, and it's not that I don't want to be seeing the people that I'm seeing. It's that I am doing more than I usually am doing. And I'm seeing more people for longer periods of time all at once, which is not something that I am like inherently good at. (laughs) Um, and I, it's all happening all at once in a season where I'm naturally very slow and my motivation and my social energy is a little bit lower because it's winter time, uh, where I am at, um, So, yeah, it's not even – like I think even if you have the most loving people around you and you are the most excited for everything that's happening, I think those boundaries, especially like energetic boundaries, are still very necessary to think about. So it's not just if your family's horrible, right? Um, Yeah, and so that kind of makes me think of the holiday hustle, which is so – I gonna a fancier word. I don't know if it's quite right. <laughs> it's so juxtaposed with the inherent slowness and hibernation quality of winter. And thinking about our ancestors, they did celebrate the solstice or um, Yule um, or Christianity after they stole that, um, <laughs> celebrated Christmas. Um, so our ancestors did do celebration at this time. Um, but they weren't like stressed about buying the perfect gift and spending all this money. And they weren't stressed about um, having to take two weeks off if they had one of those types of jobs uh, and then having to like hustle before the holidays and then hustle right after them. when they got back to work or they didn't work retail (laughs) and the, the store hours weren't totally crazy and people weren't being rude to them at work. Right. Like, so even though it is, um, an ancestral thing to gather and to celebrate, especially as the dark turns to light and the days slowly get shorter once again. Um uh the the hustleness of those celebrations and capitalism and all the other stuff that surrounds it, um, that's not like in our ancestral ways, right? Um, that's very much something that's recent. I think, you know, when People talk about things like cyclical living and seasonal living and ancestral paces and ancestral times or like internalized capitalism, colonialism. People tend to think, I mean like a certain type of person, a certain group of people tend to think that those people having those conversations are like woke or like, but like bad woke um, and they're, you know, like being too liberal or something. But to be honest, um, I guess that's their opinion, that's fine. But to be honest, the this intense form of capitalism and also individualization, or not individualization, but like hyper independence, that's a very, very recent thing. Um, if we have been alive for uh, I don't know so many, so many years, and we have had this way of living. For, like, a blink of that time, right? I think I heard someone say this is not exact, and I don't even know who said this. And the person who said it was quoting someone else who said it. So, you know, I'm playing telephone a little, but if all of existence was a year, like, social media, I think would be like, I don't know how long, it was like two seconds or something, definitely less than an hour. (laughs) So, if you look at all of time compared to this last, chunk of time, it's like nothing. So also evolution doesn't evolve that quickly. Our nervous systems are still back in the time when things were slower and there was less stimuli happening around us. So yeah, all that to say, I mean, I I don't have any solution for part of that, right? (laughs) Like, like for me, I have to hustle at work to complete projects and tie up loose ends before the holidays. And I will be overwhelmed when I turn that computer back on in January to all the things that I've missed. And if you work retail or in the food industry, um, like people, you you just can't quit your job, (laughs) right? Like I have no, Just because it's not innate to us and not comfortable to us doesn't mean that I have a solution or that I think we can get out of it. But I do think there are things we can do to lessen our burden. I did a tarot and tea today on Instagram. It's saved on Blooming Wilds Live. If you go to my Instagram, Blooming Wild is in the description and you can click on that and see the most recent Instagram Live. We saved them now, um, and we talked about ways that we can protect our energy, one of the things I said was declining social events or parties um, that aren't necessary and that I don't feel super called to go to, Um, and taking that space to say, let me check my schedule and get back to you, Uh, let me let you know, and then deciding, is this something that I feel you know, not even that I want to do. Is it something that I feel called to do? Is it something that's important to my loved ones to do? Or can I sit this one out? Because there's already so much going on. So there are parts of our time that we can choose to lessen at this time. And I would encourage you to do so. Um, Other ways to set boundaries. I mean, I think there's a lot of resources online about like, and I posted some of them, like you can, Take your own car and you can take breaks and you can go outside and you can, you know, whatever. There's like tangible action steps that you can do when you're going to these things to put up boundaries and to put up energetic boundaries. And I'm sure like everyone and their mom has done a podcast episode about this. So I'm not thinking it's going to be hard for you to find those boundary ideas. Um, But I do want to invite you to think about things that you can just not do, Um, and also how you can have compassion for yourself. So even if you have to do all the things that are on your schedule and on your to-do list, and you have to deal with all the things that go against your nervous system's desires, (laughs) um, if you can have self-compassion, that's going to really lessen the burden or lessen the Uh, intensity of how strongly you feel that these things, hopefully. Um, I know that for me, having self-compassion of, oh, there's not something wrong with me. I am just overwhelmed because of all of these things. I know that um, uh, November was a really busy month for me. And I journaled about this. And I found out that I was busy in a big way or like disposed of or not disposed of, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But um, something big was happening for 87% of my days in November, Um, which is like most of the time, right? Not including, I didn't take into account like grocery shopping and regular work. I took into account like a big training that we had in person, which we don't usually do. I took into account getting sick, uh, like two travels, having house guests, all those things, um, and how they like impacted my energy. And I was so, so depleted last week, the first week of December. Um, and I was so confused as to why. Um, but then when I realized that I um like what was going on, I realized all the time that, or like the energy that was being sucked out of me. (laughs) I realized I had like so much self-compassion is what I'm trying to say. And I was no longer so hard on myself and I understood, and I tried to take as much space or rest as I could. Um, I'm going to transition into talking about diets and diet culture and the holidays. Uh, so this is such a scary time. Uh, It started in late November. If you're in the US and you are involved in Thanksgiving, even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, the like culture, we are in the culture of Thanksgiving, right? So the ads and the targeted ads, and like, oh my God, I don't want to admit this, but I use Peloton. I know, I know it's culty. Um, in my personal opinion, <laughs> um, but I do, I do use it cause my boyfriend has it and I use it. That's my defense. Um, but they have like the turkey burn and there's like all sorts of things that are talking about burning off calories and healthy versions of things. Um, so yeah, it's just like a scary time of year for food stuff and diet stuff, um, Yeah. And then we're going to go into the new years and resolutions are so weight-based and food-based and movement-based. Um, and there are so many ads. I think gym memberships go up. I don't know the percentage, but they go up a lot during the holidays. Um, like especially during the new years. Um, and then I think like people stop going to the gym after a while, which is always kind of funny to me, but, um, yeah, it's just a scary time. I just want to say that you can, if it's safe for you to do so, because sometimes we talk about boundaries like um, it's so easy to do and like, like it's easy to set boundaries with healthy people and it's easy to set boundaries with stable people, um, but it's not easy to set boundaries with people who are not easy. Like the people that you really need boundaries with usually are like hard to put up boundaries with, right? So I don't want to be one of those people that just says like, put up a boundary as if it is so easy. Um, But you're allowed to set some kind of boundary around diet talk and weight talk, especially as it pertains to you. And so sometimes it's not perceived well if you say, I don't want to participate in this conversation, this conversation makes me uncomfortable, I ask that you please not do that, whatever that looks like. Um, like sometimes that's not available to us to do with someone, but a boundary can also be, um, my therapist calls it um, gray rock, gray rock method, gray stone method, um, which is where you just go, hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, (laughs) like very neutral. Um, so that can be like a boundary doesn't have to look like being really direct. A boundary can also be kind of indirect like that, just not feeding into it. A boundary could be getting up and going to the bathroom when everyone's talking about weight, or it could be finding a place where you can change the subject kind of organically. Like, oh yeah. Speaking of food, I, I, went out to dinner at this place and I really liked it, you know, like a boundary doesn't have to be so aggressive. And I think, yeah, boundaries are taught to be like really aggressive. And I've seen like TikToks and Instagrams with people sharing like little quippy boundary things you could say. Like if it's, what is that one that was really popular? It was like mm, something about saying no. And I'm like, I would never say that. (laughs) like good for anyone who could say that, but I was like, I would never say that. And I don't think even the person, I don't think most people would say that. (laughs) And it is an abrasive thing to say. I wish I could remember the little quippy thing about saying no. (sighs) I don't know. It doesn't matter. You probably know what I mean. Um, so yeah, boundaries can be soft and uh, beat around the bushy. Um, Uh, you could also have boundaries with yourself and you probably should, right? So if you hear people talking about diet talk, doing your best to slip away from the conversation, um, doing your best to not, um, I don't know, like get roped into those conversations. Um, sometimes like people will be talking about like diets they're going to do sitting around the table talking about a fad diet. Um, And I don't want to be like, no, we can't talk about this. Um, But I also have a tendency to be like, okay, I'll do it too, I guess. So it's having a boundary of knowing like this is a triggering conversation for me and I probably need to remove myself in some way Um, or I need to like tune out a little bit. Um, This is not something I'm recommending uh, just like as a pre- Thing, (laughs) but I was talking to my therapist. Actually, it's been coming up a little bit uh, over uh, more than once. Um, This idea of uh, purposeful, mindful disassociation. And again, I'm not recommending that, Um, but that is something that works for me. Is when I hear that, I like know I have to check out a little bit, but I like immediately check back in once the conversation's over. So, you know, don't do that <laughs> if it does not sound safe and if you don't think you could be able to like check back in. Um but I'm like making hand motions. So maybe disassociate's not the right word, but just kind of like go into a little daydream space. Kind of just go in your own head or like throw your attention elsewhere and then bring your attention back when needed. Um Yeah, I'll have to think about that more because that would be fun to share about a little bit more. Um, Yeah, and I just want to say if you gain weight this holiday season, it's okay. Bodies gain weight, bodies lose weight, bodies ebb and flow. Um, Speaking of ancestral wisdom or ancestral time, people gained weight. We are hungrier. We are more sedentary because it's cold. So if you gain weight this year, it's okay it really really is okay. Um your worth is not defined by how much you weigh. Um your like goodness is not dependent on whether or not you gain or lose weight. Um like you deserve to eat food, right? You deserve to eat dessert. You're not being bad by eating dessert. You're not cheating by eating dessert. You don't have to I mean, you don't have to eat dessert either. But like if you want it, eat it, right? um, eat until you're hungry. And here's the thing too, you're, you might overindulge, right? Like on Thanksgiving, I ate too much (laughs) and I, my stomach hurt. Like, and that wasn't me being a bad health person or it wasn't me neglecting my health. It just means I ate more because I was at a festival oriented around food. (laughs) I was at a feast, right? And like, A feast is where you eat a lot, right? And so if you eat a lot, like it is okay. You don't have to punish yourself. You don't have to go to any stupid turkey burns. You don't have to lose it right away. You don't have to like work out extra hard at the gym. You also don't have to deprive yourself before and after, right? If you're having a big Christmas or whatever dinner, you can eat breakfast and lunch too, right? You don't have to wait until dinner. Uh, That's probably going to keep you more balanced too. Um, Actually, a note, too, I didn't think about touching on this, um, is about, like, Christmas and the term Christmas. I am not a Christian. Um, I do celebrate Yule and the solstice, and I'm fine celebrating. I do celebrate it on the 21st. That's when me and my boyfriend are doing our own Christmas, whatever you want to call it, celebration. Just me and him. I'm also doing the solstice circle on the 20th and then I have friends coming over once that's done and we're going to have, I think we're going to have dinner. Um, I'm going to have cookies for people to decorate and I think we're going to watch a holiday movie. I haven't run any of this by them, but that is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so if you're listening, that's my idea for what we're going to do <laughs> on the 20th. Um, yeah, so I do celebrate the solstice and I celebrate Yule. Um, and then Yule, which is Pagan, um, I think starts on the 21st and goes till January 1st. So I'm okay, like lumping Christmas in there. And I'm okay with calling it Christmas because everyone else calls it Christmas. Um, the world, like <laughs> the Christian world, the US world calls it Christmas. So I'm okay with it. But I'm also trying to practice in my, just in my internal vocabulary. And then even with my... Vocabulary with my friends and my partner. I'm trying to call it solstice, Yule, or the holidays um, because I'm not a Christian and I don't celebrate Christmas for any of the Christianity stuff. Um, I think every year I barely hold myself back (laughs) from a tangent about how most of the practices of Christmas were taken from the solstice, taken from Yule, um, because when Christians took over and colonized all of the places they colonized, they were like, How do we stop these heathens from celebrating their holidays and convert to Christianity? Oh, I know, we'll slap on our late, we'll slap on a holiday when they're already celebrating. So they were already celebrating around Christmas time. They were already putting out a tree, they were already exchanging gifts, they were already decorating they were already having feasts and parties. And so they were like, oh, we'll just like, flip it in there. <laughs> so anyways, we don't need me to go on a rant about that for the second year in a row, like, like 100th holiday, no. Um, anyways. Yeah, so my point was trying to set an internal boundary of it's okay to refer to my holiday as not Christmas. Um oh, another boundary that I didn't realize is I talked about this this time last year. I uploaded a bonus episode. So if you want to scroll back to December 2021, I did talk about this, but um reframing gift giving. So this year is actually the first year that I am buying more people presents. Um because I can, this this is the first time where I am financially able to buy presents for some people. Not even, not even all people. Um, let me see. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> my uh, headphones connected to my computer, and I wanted to know if my mic was still connected. Um, and I am, I don't have time to edit that out. <laughs> so you know, the inside scoop. Um, Yeah. So you don't have, so yeah, this year I am getting gifts for more people, but still not everyone. Um, And yeah, that feels good. And it's because I have a lot of debt paid off. Um, I just have my school left and then I'll be done. Um, And it's weird. My Like, Bluetooth keeps connecting and disconnecting, even though my headphones are off. Very creepy. Okay. I just disconnected it again. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, but you don't owe anyone a gift. You don't owe anyone monetary gifts. It's okay. Something I've done... uh, several years in a row is I ask people what their favorite foods or favorite baked goods are. um, And I will make it for them. So I've made mac and cheese and delivered mac and cheese. I've made cookies and cakes and brownies and mashed potatoes um, and delivered people food. I also have, um, you know, a couple services I can offer people. So I've done health coaching for people, like three sessions of health coaching. I've made people like a unique herbal tea for them. I've done photo shoots with people because in another life I did photography as a business. Not like a registered business, but (laughs) like a business. Um, Don't tell anyone. Um, But yeah, so that can be really nice and really lovely too. And those gifts are just as meaningful. Yeah, if you get them something small, if you get them something homemade, if you just get them a really beautiful card, if making one dinner for all of your friends and family feels good, that's, that's enough. You don't have to get people gifts. Um, yeah. I also want to say something that's like a little controversial, but I don't mean it to be, is, okay, first of all, <laughs> I think if you can shop small business, you should right? If you have the means to get most of your gifts from small or even just local businesses, I think that you should. And I think you should do that wherever possible. And also, if it means a lot to you to get someone a gift and you got it on Black Friday at a big brand store, it's okay. (laughs) Like, I think those of us who, can and can afford and are fiscally able to purchase um, gifts from small businesses, I think that we should. And that is a really wonderful way to support our communities. And also like if you have children and you really want to get them presents or you really want to get something for someone in your family and you don't have a lot of money like or resources getting something for cheaper at a bigger store is okay and i i just think that that is okay um yeah we don't need to shame people as much as we do <laughs> right um okay and i think the last thing i will touch on is a little different it's the idea of community and village um, I did a re-release of Becca Piastrelli's um, podcast interview because I adore her. Um, I reread her book. I said this in her rebroadcast, but I reread her book, and it was it's just so good. Um, and it's really radically helped me in the last six months. But I want to share a post that she made on November 22nd of this year. And it's about how to be clear and communicative with people when you're inviting them places. So the first step is the ask. She says there is an art to inviting and getting a yes or no can heavily rely on how you present the ask. Be sure to provide plenty of information and consider asking which method of communication feels best to invite your loved one. Two, no pressure. Allow the person receiving the invitation to have space to respond. They may need time to process all of the information received, figure out life-related logistics before confirming, or maybe feeling bogged down by messages and communication. Let there be space for reflection and response without pressure. Um, And this is something that I worry about because I, my best friend, Uh, the other week said that I am like the glue and I am the one who is often like organizing seasonal events and friend dinners and things like that. Um, And she said, like, because of you doing that, we, we gather more and we like, you really have this space of inviting people in. And that meant so much to me. But I was also like, Yeah, which means I'm doing a shit ton of inviting people to things. (laughs) And that can feel overwhelming and I can feel needy because I am the one who's asking more of the time. And so she doesn't feel this way. But she said, I do a really good job of letting people know that there is no pressure and that they can say no. And if she needs to cancel, she feels like she can. And that's just one friend who gave me that input. But hopefully (laughs) the other ones don't feel that way. Three, the follow-up. Be okay with and prepare for the need to reschedule or cancel. Be supportive of this request without any unintentional guilt, which I mean, how do you, you know, you might do it unintentionally, but, (laughs) or the projection of your own letdown or expectations. I think it is okay to communicate that you um, are sad. Like I think one time it was really important to me to have this gathering. And I think all but one of my friends canceled. And so I did communicate like I'm I'm kind of disappointed and I was really looking forward to this. And everyone had a very reasonable excuse or not excuse. I don't mean it that way. Like one person had strep throat, <laughs> you know, everyone had a very good reason for not coming um, and having to cancel the day of. Um, but I was sad and I, I thought that it was like a good time to be open and communicative by saying, hey, I was disappointed. Um and I totally understand. I just wanted to say that I'm feeling kind of sad. So I think it is okay to share that you might feel let down um, without like guilting them. But also doing that every time is probably not ideal either. But or saying like, hey, like it I feel a bit rejected because of you canceling on me. Like, do you mind giving me validation? Like, it's also okay to express your needs in this. And it says to initiate a date to reschedule. Four, foster connection. Above all, remember that the point of the invitation to gather is the connection that you are making with the ones you're planning with. It's kind of the whole point. So Becca Piastrelli is so wonderful. She also posted something, which I've really been reflecting on this last year. Excuse me. Um, which is um, she was sharing that she was having conflict with her partner. Um, and then she realized that ancestrally we lived in villages of like 20 to 30 people or, you know, maybe more, maybe less. Um, and traditionally we had the support and the love and the, um having our needs met from all of those people and now in this age we typically want one person to meet those needs or a couple people right not everyone is in a monogamous relationship with one person but um like we 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 want one two three people to meet all of our needs um and when we put the needs that we use to disperse among 20 people on one two three people it is pretty unfair right and that's something that i really realize is that i expected to meet all of my emotional needs and all of my intimacy needs um and that's just not fair and in our culture we are definitely especially as women but all people um women and non-binary people we're expected to have men especially male partners be the center of our world it's the purpose of our life it is the things that make our life interesting um you know in movies do they ever pass the Bechtel test is that what it is um can two characters be in this two female characters be in the same room and not talk about a guy or a love interest um like so many, so few movies do, especially older ones. Um, I mean, like Disney princess movies, the whole arc of those early movies was to find your prince. And after you've spent a couple of hours with him, get married, <laughs> right? And so it makes sense why we center that partnership above all else. Um, but something that's really important for me is my friends are as important as my partner. And maybe my partner is who I make more of my life decisions with. It's who I consider when making decisions. Um, it is more of a partnership and it is monogamous in that way. Cause I am in a monogamous partnership. Um, I'm not monogamous with my friends. <laughs> um, nor do I want to be, um, Although that has not always been true, I used to get very jealous. Um, anyways, um, right. So, so in some ways, that partnership can take some forms of precedence over friendships. In some ways, um, but in my heart, they all take up the same amount of space. They are all as important to me. They all need to be prioritized. About an equal amount. Sometimes some people get more, sometimes some people get less depending on what's going on all of our lives. But my friendships have to be centered and valued just as much as my partnership. And that also makes my partnership thrive um, because I am getting all of my intimacy needs met. I am getting connection and getting community. I feel seen and loved. I feel like I belong. I feel like I can be authentic and yeah, that is part of our ancestral way. So, I I think that's really worth saying. Um, a little beef I have about the term friendsgiving, which I also threw a, a friendsgiving. So, and I called it that. <laughs> but um, my beef with it is, one Thanksgiving is a bullshit holiday, um, but it is like nice to celebrate and feast with your loved ones. Um, Like that is not bullshit. The origins of Thanksgiving is BS. Um, so like that caveat there. Um, but Friendsgiving makes it sound like it's less important than Thanksgiving. Like that's the real like the real holiday is with your blood family. (laughs) And a friend holiday, that's like sub sub subcategory holiday. Um, I just want to say that like your friends, my friends are my family. My friends uh feel more connected to me than my family does at times. Um, Yeah, like family and friends are not inherently separate. And I just think of the word community and belonging, and I lump all those people in at the same place. Okay, so I have talked long enough. Um, These are just some things I've been thinking of and hope might be helpful to you, especially as we go into this holiday season. Um yeah, I will miss you. <laughs> um, I will miss talking to guests. I will miss talking in general, <laughs> um, and I will miss sharing my experiences with you. Um, I tend to be more active in other avenues, so I tend to write longer posts. I really want to get into writing a newsletter, um, but, who knows? I say that a lot and it never really happens. Um, but yeah, hopefully I get into that for real. Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at empowered.spirituality. Um, if you want to join my membership community, so cheap, $3 a month lowest, then it's $8 a month and it's $13 a month. So that's the most you could spend. Um, I also will be doing some events and if you're part of Blooming Wild, you'll get into all those events for free. Um, yeah. So if you want to stay in touch that way, you can. Um, I am still accepting clients. I'm pretty much always accepting clients. Um, I'm also accepting breathwork clients. I do, like breathwork meditation kind of journey experience. So it's it's like a visualization uh, immersion. <laughs> um, so I do accept those as well. And I'm going to do an, a giveaway on my Instagram because I hit a thousand followers, which is cool. Um, although like, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, but I'm going to do a giveaway at some point, maybe in the new year in January um, at empowered.spirituality if you want to join the giveaway. I think that's everything. I'll talk to you in the spring.